my favorite part of this episode coming up is how we dive deep into challenging generational norms, not just personal norms, but generational norms. And that is such a beautiful, beautiful topic in itself. If you are somebody that's interested in breaking, challenging the norms and reinventing yourself, I highly suggest checking out Sanctuary, which is a safe space that you can come to and get the support needed in order to do that. So if you're interested, go to heyshadia.com forward slash sanctuary, and let's dive into the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another awesome interview. Um, as always, I'm excited for it. <laughs> we have Elvira here. Elvira, Elvira, <laughs> we had a whole discussion on what to call her in the past. Um, she is not a stranger to me. Um, we met earlier in this year and we're in a group coaching program together. Um, the reason that I chose her to be part of this is because I knew, I know of so many different ways that she challenges the norm. Um, but in particular, in regards to reinventing herself, I know that she's shared before about um, leaving her corporate job in order to do her own thing, but we're going to dive deeper into that with her. Elvira, Elvira, <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Can you do a quick introduction about who you are and what you do? Yes, uh, well, well, thank you for having me here. I'm so excited to be here and be talking about this very topic. It's very, very exciting to me. Um, so yes, uh, Elvira, El Elvira, it's such a internal battle for me, so, <laughs> but I do call myself Elvira uh, as an honor to my heritage, and I help impact-driven women um, transform their limiting patterns so that they can unlock and reach their next level of abundance and success. I do this through root cause transformation of transformation, which is a trauma-informed modality, plus psyche, which is an energy psychology tool that really taps into your subconscious mind and helps transform it very quickly. I love um, it. Yeah, so I guess we could, <laughs> I mean, I could go in a million ways to, to share more about myself, but mm -hmm. I'll let you leave. Yes, and we'll share more information about um, how to connect with you later on too. So um, people can find out more because it's deep work, the type of stuff that you do. And the stuff she shares on social is super interesting for sure. So um, I would highly suggest checking that out. Um, so we're talking challenging the norms and reinventing yourself. Let me ask you this way. What is the first thing that comes up for you that in a way that you've challenged the norm and reinvented yourself? Yeah, I guess the first thing that shows up for me when I'm, when I think about those two things, re, um, challenging the norm and reinventing myself is really connected to who I am mm -hmm. and who I've been conditioned to think I am. Yeah. Right? So the conditional 
and the generational conditions of society, family, and the world, right? And deep, goes deep, that have made me believe of who I am. Hmm. And the reinventing is deconditioning all of that, shining a light on my belief system, on the um, societal conditioning, our my family's conditioning and belief system, and choosing a new one for myself, which then creates a new um, belief system and conditioning for my family. Yeah. So I do have four kids. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh because I know it is a lot, but you know, source has a, its ways of uh, giving us a nice challenge. And I take that very serious because I know they are the next generation. They are mm -hmm. the adults to be the leaders of our world. And I take my mother role very serious, which is directly connected to what we're talking about because who we help them become is what they will be. So I'm yes. very intentional on shifting me so that we can create the next generation. Yeah. Um, I feel <laughs> I feel called to ask you a little bit more about your generational heritage and how you have changed some things because I know um, you're from the Dominican Republic and living in New York, correctly. Right. <laughs> so share a little bit about that in regards to the thinking pattern and definitely the, the cultural clashes too within yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the first thing that shows up when you ask that question is the, the codependency that is mm. very, very strong and generational, right? Yeah. So it's as if our culture, and I want to say the Hispanic culture, I'm going to speak the Caribbean, yeah, the Caribbean exactly. <laughs> I'm going to speak for myself, right? But, you know, I'm pretty sure you can relate if you're in connection to that. And certain other cultures, honestly, that is as if the parents, the kids, the parents had the kids as their investment strategy. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> As their, you know, uh, way of, okay, they're going to take care of me when I get old, or they're going to, you know, they are here as my servants. They don't say that, right? Mm -hmm. But their actions and belief system make you feel that, which ultimately yeah. is your reality. So for me, shifting, healing that codependency of saying, you know what? No. I am not responsible for you. I get to be me mm -hmm. and dealing with the guilt, shame, and fear that dismantling that codependency brings up is real, you know? And that to me is like the first thing that shows up in the sh in shifting the norm yeah. generationally. Yeah. And and I think I had this conversation with um, a Jamaican friend who was talking exactly the way you're you're speaking about that. Is it's also like you're the bridge between the old and the new. You know, yeah. you're a bridge of between the old paradigm of how your parents saw things and raised you, and the culture that you're in too. It's not just 
you know, your parents, um, and into oh. you're going to do it differently with your kids. So it's like yeah. you're dealing with letting it go and creating a new paradigm all yeah. at the same time. And that yeah. is not easy. <laughs> no, I am absolutely a transitional character in my lineage. I'm a transitional character. I'm here to shake stuff up and create <laughs> something new. And that obviously I believe I did not choose this consciously, right? Mm -hmm. I came, I came as my job, right? As the role that I am meant to play in this lifetime. And it's not an easy role because yeah. I I am, you know, it's like the grieving process of releasing the old and the um, fear of the unknown of creating the new is yeah. so potent <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the grief and the, the fear dancing together all the time. And also what I've realized, and I think you can resonate with this too, is it, it's an ongoing process, you know, the constant reinvention, constantly um, up-leveling, growing in so many ways. So to me, it almost feels like you barely get a breather sometimes <laughs> when you're such a trailblazing revolutionary person. It's almost like, I just did it. Oh no, now there's another thing um, to reinvent, to challenge, to change, to shift and all those things. Yeah, it's absolutely a push-pull feeling, right? It's mm -hmm. like, all right, I'm ready. And they're like, oh, you know, it's <laughs> like that push-pull of we're going and it's beyond you. It's like, if I get to consciously choose, I would not choose <laughs> <laughs> to continue this. But it's beyond me. It's like, I can't not not do this, right? Yeah. And when I am in the empty zone, meaning like I am depleted, it's ex it's like I'm forced to rest. And I think that one of the shifts that I am doing for me and teaching my kids is make that something that you know you need, meaning you know you need to eat, so plan your meals. You need, you know, you need your rest and, you know, removing yourself from people mm -hmm. to recharge, plan that too. And because of this shift, right, of uh, what we were just talking about and the codependency, they expect you to be there all the time, right? Yeah. And when you take time for you, it's like, who do you think you are? <laughs> right? And like, it's so interesting. Even I've been in, in, shifting for the last eight plus years and still to this day is like they don't get it like I remember this weekend I was completely on E and my kids woke up and they were like mom I want pancakes I'm like you do it <laughs> I want to eat <laughs> the kitchen's right there get it done I honestly I couldn't do it so yeah. I went and got up and went to take a nap and my mom walks up she opens my door. What are you doing? Taking a nap in the middle of the day, right? It's just yeah. so like foreign and like- And unacceptable. Like, <laughs> unacceptable. And I'm like, I'm tired. I'm taking a nap. I'll see you in two hours. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. But that took a lot of deconditioning, a lot of reprogramming, a lot of releasing the limiting patterns so that I can feel safe doing that today. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. Recently, um, this thought came into my mind of pay yourself first, which is um, something that I've learned, I've heard many times in like the finances, financial uh, advice industry. Um, but I was like, why don't I apply that to my energy, right? Like if my energy is depleted, if I need to invest in me first, I'm going to do it. And doing so, I can then have an abundance of energy. Like my cup can overflow for everything, everyone else and their needs. And I can show up as the best version of myself everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely needed. And mm -hmm. that's actually, is absolutely a pattern that needs to be shifted. Yeah. Because as you're doing that, you're a judge, you are like, um, you know, so many comments and so like, what are you doing? Right? It's like, what do you mean taking a nap in the middle of the day? Like now my kids is like, oh, mom, I think you need a nap. Like they know <laughs> when I'm about to yeah. hit that threshold because I'm teaching them to learn their thresholds, right? No one ever taught me that we even have a threshold. <laughs> that, that threshold is going to get there and you're not going to be the best version of yourself. So why don't we just acknowledge the fact that we have a threshold mm -hmm. and know when we're about to hit it so we don't, you know, we don't yell when we don't want to yell. We don't overeat when we don't want to eat, overeat. Like, you know, it's like work. And that's why I love doing the limiting pattern shifting with women. Why? Because it's so subliminal and mm -hmm. it's happening in so many ways. You yeah. know, it's not just in business. It's not, it's with food. It's with rest. It's with our relationships, right? Everywhere everywhere Every. <laughs> <laughs> now let's go back to your previous life quote unquote you know like right now you're talking about all these things and they sound all cool and amazing and you're applying it and you feel great who were you before all of this happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so interesting right we should set that up and and remind ourselves who we were often mm -hmm. right so we mm -hmm. can appreciate and like allow ourselves in the abundance of who we are today um so me I was deep into victim like deep like yeah. the world is against me no one loves me no one listens to me no one da, 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 da. <laughs> deep in codependency I wanted to be saved I was looking mm. to be saved uh, anything and everything was who can I uh, connect to so they can save me, right? Uh, why is the, my manager out to get me? Why doesn't my mom love me? Like, mm -hmm. it was just poor me, drowning in poor me energy, right? And, and that has a lot of dynamics into that. Mm -hmm. uh, but then you get, well, I personally got fed up with that you know, and, and before I go to what shifted me, like, does that give you a glimpse of who I was? Yes, definitely. 
I can't imagine it, but I've seen, I've been in that energy and I've seen others in that energy. So yeah, it's interesting because (laughs) yeah, some people who've been in my journey and seen that part of me, they can't even grasp at some level who I am today. They're like, you're not the same person. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're talking positive. Like it was doomsday every second. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, you know, once the kids began to arrive and like the thought of not, like it didn't make sense that I was causing so much pain because it's one thing when you're, you're drowning in your own sorrows and you're the only one. But when you have someone that is dependent on you, yeah, it's like, I felt like I was weighing my, both my husband and my daughter down because this, the shift really happened around my first daughter. And I remember we were in this beautiful, um, like street in, Italy and we were walking down the street and it was such a gorgeous night you get it it's like it's just the temperature was perfect everything was perfect and all I can think of is like I am the worst person in the world Mm I'm weighing my husband and my daughter down I am making their lives miserable and I and I I shouldn't be here like literally those were what was going through me but I knew this wasn't true or healthy, mm-hmm. but even though I didn't feel that, like there was still that glimpse of that higher self me saying, yeah, this is not going to work for us. You got still so much to do. And that's when I told all of this to my husband and I actually shared it and I was like, I think I need help. And that's where I got therapy and that therapy led to um, medication and the medication led to um, learning more holistic ways to calm my depression and anxiety mm-hmm. to what I do today. And it w- it's like a, a ripple effect kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, the ripple, ripple effect. Um, I love that because I think, and I talked about this in the last episode too, which is we think that reinvention happens from one moment to another, right? Like we can all usually pinpoint a moment, right? Like you walking in Italy with your husband and child, and this was a moment that started it, but it's been a progression and it's been a journey to getting you from that person in Italy to who you are today. And it's every decision, every little thing that led you here. Yeah. Um, There, the breadcrumbs are there. And there are those forks in the roads that really get you to that next level. I always say that, you know, the universe really guides us. And if we ever take a wrong turn, it auto-corrects, you know, like a GPS. It auto-directs, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. For sure. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) And the last, maybe the last question that I wanted to ask is leaving corporate for you. Um, How, how was that journey? Can you describe what led to that point? Or maybe 
first describe what you did and then um, what led you to leaving? So um, I guess I want to share like, like, so my past, before I became a coach, I was in the IT industry, right? Mm -hmm. I went to school for computer science and business administration. I did the right, in all quotations, path. I got the internship. I got the job. I got like a prestigious six-figure position, and I was going up the ladder. But I remember who I was, right? I was doomsday, poor me, everybody's out to get me. And even though that um, journey of my life was very beautiful. It was really cool. Like I was traveling all over the United States on their money. You know, Mm -hmm. I was going, I went to China in one part, like I was like in it and I wish I had the mindset that I have now so I could really savor it, (laughs) but you know, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but as the kids came along, I, the, my mother role really became strong. And like I shared before, I'm really, I take the mother role very serious because Mm -hmm. I know they are our leaders. They will be the ones teaching and leading and creating, right? So if we create from empty, we will have emptiness, right? And, um, the pressure of going up the ladder in corporate was very much on me as well. Mm-hmm. And I was being pulled in so many ways. And then the entrepreneurship in me was also being pulled, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to be the best wife, homemaker, mom in the world. I want to be the best entrepreneur and make millions and change different you know, millions of lives. And I want to go up the ladder and be the CEO. (laughs) Go up the ladder with your business and your kids. (laughs) Basically. And as you know, as we all know, something's got to give, right? Because we can have it all, just not at the exact same time. (laughs) So um, that one day, I mean, I remember it, like my daughter was with a fever and as I was taking her to school knowing I had given her time on knowing that she was not well to go to school Mm -hmm. I was on a conference call in to Japan and doing my thing and then my daughter gets sick and it was just a snowball effect of things that really weighted me down and I knew like I knew that that day was the day that needed something had to change so I waited for my husband to come home and I'm like some this is what happened today and we can't live like this and we something's got to change so what do we do and that's when it was an educated decision you know like a lot of people think that we're like oh yeah you know you're you're the woman you're gonna leave right no Mm -hmm. like we both had very prestigious aggressive roles either one of us would have been okay the question is what was the best thing for our family right Mm -hmm. and we sat down and we're like well you have something that is that 
that sparked you. You know that you're meant to be a coach and it's a passion of yours. I mean, we're not making real money right now. However, you already know and you're already there, right? Because yeah. I always said after I got my bachelor's degree, I wasn't going to go back to college unless I was some, it was something that I was passionate for. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he, we, we saw that. We saw that I, even though he was very much involved with our kids, at this time we had three, by the way. Um, <laughs> and um, I was more in it you know like it came easier the mothering the coordinating it came easier to me than it did to him so those three things of okay either one of us can leave because we were making similar income uh, but you have something to look forward to create and it's easier for you to handle the kids in the home we made the decision we made the courageous decision for me to leave corporate Mm -hmm. and begin that yeah <laughs> what I did not know <laughs> was the roller coaster of like beliefs patterns mm. like things that were gonna come at me hard and fast that I would have needed to heal in the process to truly embody that new role yeah which is and it's interesting too, because whenever you've told me about, you know, the, the things you have to heal and dealt with, I always saw it from a business perspective, but technically when you left corporate, you took on two roles, like the business owner and the mother. And it's, it's both of those roles heavily benefit from the inner work and the inner healing that you've done for yourself and that you help your clients deal with as well. Yeah. Um, like the first one was uh, releasing the codependency because I came in thinking that I can create the entrepreneurship journey the way that I became successful in corporate. Mm. <laughs> and it's not the same thing. <laughs> it's not at all. And that was such a shift. And then this one thing I do want to share is the, so I was raised by a single mom mm -hmm. who left us in the Dominican Republic for three years to create a new home in, in New York. Three years later, she came to get us and we both, two of us, my brother and I are both college graduates, good jobs. And um, I was always told, ne do your thing, be successful, make your own money and never depend on a man. Mm -hmm. okay so that was so ingrained on me but what did I just do we made the courageous decisions for me to be dependent on a man <laughs> yeah and I laughed because I did not realize the intensity of that belief and how much work I would have had to do around mm -hmm. that and like everything stalled my business did not move I didn't like until I was, I took that on to heal. Yeah. You know, it's so, <laughs> it's so interesting because that idea of codependency, um, I think with women in general, it doesn't even matter the culture, but the culture can add on to the, the heaviness of it. 
is it's almost like you're told to be dependent, but also independent. And for me, it's been a weird roller coaster of, okay, am I going to be dependent or am I going to be independent? And for me, the way that dependency looked was I'm independent or no, the way that independency looked was like, I'm independent. I don't need you. And I couldn't find a balance where I care about my partner. I care about the relationship. I care about him as a human being and be independent at the same time. And so that's been a journey. And I feel like I'm, I have a way better understanding of it now, but it's, it's, it's an interesting clash internally. Yeah. And what people don't realize is it is a trauma response for you to think that you can do it all alone and for you not to take on or have a connection. We heal through connection. Mm -hmm. It is a human need. A baby will die if it's not touched after it comes out of the womb. Meaning we will die if we don't have human connection. It is imperative. Wow. And we were taught we should do it alone, never connect, never. Why? Because it's a generational trauma that mm -hmm. we that was passed down onto us. It's like, if you don't connect, guess what? You don't get hurt. So it's ultimately a safety mechanism that was passed down to us mm -hmm. so that we don't get hurt. And we're what? Still getting hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you build walls and trying to protect yourself, you're always going to end up hurt anyways. <laughs> it is the process of it all. We yeah. need each other. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful place to end this conversation. Elvira, how can people connect with you? So I'm mostly on um, Instagram at Elvira Cabreja, um, E-L-V-I-R-A-C-A-B-R-E-J-A. And there um, is where I'm mostly present at the moment. I love it. And if people want to connect with you, you have a little offer for them. Yeah. So in uh, Instagram, you can always DM me and ask any questions. I'm always open for that, as well as um, there you can go to the bio and um, join for a free discovery call where we can see if um, we would be a good fit together. Uh, again, I do deep work. <laughs> so if you are um, not there, that's completely okay. But the shifts happen quickly and amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you for coming, sharing your story, sharing your tidbits. It's such a pleasure having you here. Thank you for having me. Bye. On the next episode, you'll meet my friend, Bridget Merker, who has retired 10 years before she was scheduled to and moved to Curacao, where we met and has completely embraced this new culture. We talk about all the ways she has challenged the norms and how things are going with her living here today. Also, if you are interested in reinventing yourself, challenging the norms, all that good stuff, I highly suggest checking out Sanctuary 
at heysheeda.com forward slash sanctuary. It will be a safe space to support you on your journey of reinvention. So check that 